2: Mobilize, personalize, optimize, and monetize your marketing and engagement efforts. Welcome to Mobile Presence. From mobile marketing and messaging to mobile commerce and coupons, and from mobile apps and websites to mobile engagement and loyalty, our hosts bring on expert guests to give you the inside track on the trends, tools, and technologies that matter most. Mobile Presence, where making your brand or business mobile first is our first priority. Now, here are your hosts, Peggy Ann Saltz and Shahab Zaghari.
3: Welcome to Mobile Presence, as always, bringing you the experts to help you optimize and maximize your mobile strategy. I'm Shahab Zagari, award winning filmmaker and executive director of marketing at a higher ground creative agency.
0: And I'm Peggy Saltz for Mobile Groove, providing custom research and content marketing to the global mobile industry and offering mentoring and consulting services to mobile startups. So, Shahab, yes. you know, sometimes you know, it makes me think about saying the more things change, the more they stay the same. <laughs> And in many ways, you know, we talk about what is possible with devices, and I'm noticing that the more consumers can do with the devices, the more they depend on their devices even more. I bring this up because I've just finished an ebook on behalf of the Mobile Marketing Association here in Europe, and in it I also – quoted some uh, studies and stats, and here's one I like. This is one of my favorites. Deloitte's survey on mobile consumer trends in the U.S. highlights just how obsessed we really are. A whopping 90% of respondents check their phone in the first hour of being awake. I believe it. Yep. And across the other 22 countries, it's pretty much the same. So as you can see, we are addicted to our mobile devices.
3: Definitely. Clearly some sort of addiction, which is why we have these consumer studies that show people, particularly millennials, that get depressed or or suffer some kind of extreme anxiety attack if they're separated from their mobile devices for just short periods of time. And, you know, I'm obviously not a millennial, but if I don't have my phone, I start to get antsy.
0: So it's it's withdrawal for you, huh? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. And then, of course, we have – I don't know if it's so popular now, but I remember writing about it last year, the FOMA phenomenon, the fear – of missing out that the average person, you know, looks at their phone. We've heard this many times in the industry, but maybe our listeners haven't. I love this stat. They look at their phones at least this is two, three years ago, so, you know, at least 150 times a day. If you do the math, that comes down to untapped opportunities for companies to leverage messaging or mobile to drive amazing results. At least 150 times a day. You can imagine that's what is that like once every 5 minutes.
3: Yeah. Again, like you said, it's- two three years ago so it's probably once every Mm. 10 20 seconds and you know when all of those numbers add up it tells us that we have a close relationship with our mobile phones for much more than just games assistance advice entertainment information pretty much everything
0: it really is everything and then if you look at siri Alexa. I mean, we don't Mm -hmm. think about them as devices. I'm sure there's a whole generation of people growing up right now. I mean, not growing up, but just sort of like adapting to this because they're millennials anyway, so they didn't know a life without a mobile phone. And now it's like, oh, yeah, I need something. I ask Siri, like Siri's a person. I've seen this on the Big Bang Theory a couple times, you know, so it's not just me. And you just put it all together, and basically then the question becomes for the marketers – This is a fiercely personal device. How do they get in on the action? How do they communicate with consumers? And will consumers let them in? How will they add value? How will they overcome ad blocking? A lot of questions.
3: Yeah, and they're definitely tough questions. You You need to have spoken with the smartest minds in the industry to even scratch the surface of what that answer could be. Today's guest, Jeff Hassan, spent a year doing just that, and he's collected these insights in his latest book, The Art of Mobile Persuasion, which we'll be talking about during today's show. But first, a little bit more about Jeff. Jeff's one of the leading strategists, evangelists, and voices in mobile. He's the founder of mobile consultancy, Gotta Mobilize, and the author of two books about mobile marketing. Welcome, Jeff. Hello there. It's great to be here. Definitely. And now, again, you've written the two books. How do they fit together? And what did you start in the first book that you had to continue in the second?
4: Yeah, great, great question. Why two books? Why didn't the first one suffice? Well, I think the easy answer is that the world is moving so fast when it comes to mobile. But there are definitely some commonalities in the first book of which Peggy was featured expert and she brought some great insights. I remember the first three words of that book were sell more beer, and they told the story of Miller and the head of digital at Miller who had the same job that his predecessors have had for over 150 years. He needs to move more product off the shelf. And one of my core beliefs is that everything and nothing has changed when it comes to mobile marketing, mobile advertising. It's just the how that's different. And you'll hear some folks who will hype and say it's all about mobile or mobile only, i don't I don't subscribe to that theory. I think that mobile more and more is fitting into the, uh, the the possibilities and the way to interact with folks, but it's definitely not a slam dunk that it that it is uh, for sure so the as to why I wrote the second book, you fast forward three years later, and we have some interesting challenges you know, as you were referring this relationship that we have with our mobile devices uh, really the core question that I have in the art of mobile persuasion is a crowd, We have such a personal relationship with each device. Is there a role for a brand? Is there a role for a business to, uh, to engage, to get opt-ins, to sell, to, uh, to inspire, to entertain? And what I did is I looked to interview about 15 of the smartest people I could find when it came to mobile, heads of mobile from Google and, and Coca-Cola and REI and Lowe's. At uh, the CMO of Expedia, and I focused on some some core questions around the customer journey, which is three years later has become more and more important as people wake up and they migrate from a phone on their uh, nightstand to a tablet to a PC and back. Mm -hmm. The second focus area was on personalization, and that's one of the big areas of focus for 2016. I was just at a conference last week and the new VP of digital at The Gap said that the holy grail is personalization. But what I remember more about her comments is she said that it's not attainable in 2016. So mm-hmm. I try to get some answers to, so what is that, um, so what do we need to do to get there? Um, the third had to do with privacy. Is it fair game for you to reach out to folks? One of the, the questions I asked in the book, if you're looking for an Armani tie online, Tonight and you're walking through Nordstrom tomorrow, is it fair game to, for the, the retailer or the, or Armani to reach out to you with a, with an offer or with a, with a message? And then the fourth, which I could argue might be the most interesting, is what I call the self-sufficient mobile user and its impact on customer service. And, and by that I mean, it, when you go into REI, they have these green vests, these Experts who know more about hiking shoes and know how the laces, we know where they got the materials to create the laces for these hiking boots. You know, the insane amount of information, Mm -hmm. but people don't want to talk to these green vests anymore because they're doing everything they could possibly think of on their mobile device. They're showrooming, they're reading product reviews, they're on their social networks asking their friends. They're taking pictures and getting comments, hey, what do you think about this versus what do you think about that? So how does customer service adapt and does customer service adapt or do those green vests go go away?
0: Well, well, there's also the question, Jeff, when you're talking about what is the place of the brand here. I mean, obviously, they have to have a place. Otherwise, we don't have an industry and an economy just tumbles and falls apart. But what are you finding the role of the brand could be? It sounds like something between an assistant, a smart assistant, and just an honest broker.
4: For sure. Some of the great lessons from the likes of Jason Spear from Google – are things like making life easier for folks. And to give you a, the cliche, but I'll define it in a little bit, you know, to, to provide value and to not be intrusive. And value is really, you know, in the eyes of the beholder. And what's valuable to me on my iPhone is not de- valuable to my wife on her iPhone. So we get down to, so how do we determine what we should be sending to folks, how we should be interacting, how often we should be interacting. and Consistently, and I, and I go back, as you know, almost 10 years in mobile marketing, and I was building permission-based opt-in databases, you know, almost 10 years ago. Consistently, we're actually seeing that consumers are willing to engage with us, but we, we're seeing some brands that are reluctant to even try. But you really need to follow some of the basic rules, you know, things like err on the side of less. Right so yeah constantly being asked by clients or or by prospects that I talk to how often should you send a text message how often should you send out a push notification and my consistent answer although every business is different my consistent answer is you want to err on the side of less and what you really want to do is treat these relationships as precious and you what you want to do is learn over time. In, in 2016, we have things like mobile marketing automation, which are enabling us to know the consumer more than we ever knew before and to tie in CRM. What we really want to do is to be as relevant and contextual as possible. And, and as our friend Michael Becker, Peggy, has mm. said, and I think I, I quoted him in my book, it's, it's not only important to know if somebody is in Times Square. It's important to know if they're in Times Square at noon versus midnight. And it's also, I'll add some other things, it's important to know if it's raining or if it's hot. You know, back to some of the more successful campaigns that I've been involved with, Arby's did not send an iced tea drink to somebody in the middle middle of a blizzard they reserve those messages, those offers to people in San Diego who are feeling, you know, 75-degree heat. That's, the, you know, the, the, the cliché, but really what it gets down to is this, this word value. And if you go to a conference, you know, you could have this drinking game, and every time you hear the word value, you can have a drink, and, you, you know, you'd be good and toasted midway through the conference. But really what I try to do with these interviews is to kind of help to identify how do these brands do it. What are the traits? What are the things that, the lessons that they've learned? And it was really an inspiring kind of conversation. And I'll tell you also, for people like us, there's this opportunity because Consistently, I'm hearing the smartest people, the Tom Dalys who leads Coca-Cola's uh, global mobile, they're looking for people to help them figure it out. To the earlier point, there's no, there's no easy answer. So we're in this together, which is a great place to be. And it's, I think, probably why we're all in mobile, because we're kind of paving the way as opposed to trying to do something that's been done before. You know, there's, there's something that, that gets you out of the bed every day
3: and, and gets you excited. That's perfect. And again, less is more. So what we'll do, listeners, don't go anywhere. We do have to take a quick break. But when we come back, we're going to look for more answers with Jeff. Don't go anywhere.
2: Mobile Presence will be back after we connect you to our sponsors. So light the afterburners to the domain name aftermarket and fly over to namejet.com at box speed to get great domains today. Namejet.com. Find out why you should trust your website with Orange Hill. Contact Orange Hill for a consultation today at OrangeHillDevelopment.com. Mobile presence on Webmaster Radio.fm is presented by Skywire, an award winning global provider of enterprise grade software applications for the hospitality industry. For more information, visit Skywire.com mobilizing your marketing and engagement efforts. Welcome back to Mobile Presence, only on webmasterradio.fm.
3: Welcome back to Mobile Presence. I'm Shahab Zaghari with Higher Ground Creative Agency.
0: And I'm Peggy Ann Saltz with Mobile Groove.
3: And again, we have Jeff Hassan, strategist, author, and founder of mobile consultancy Gotta Mobilize. When we were going to break, just in the last segment, we were talking about you know, what to do, treat those relationships as precious, less is more. But do you have any concrete examples of people doing it right now?
4: Absolutely. And these were uncovered in these interviews for the Art of Mobile Persuasion and just in the conversations that we have and the observations that we have. I'll tell you the best case study that I know about, uh, and I had nothing to do with it, is a case around a wireless carrier in the United States that can't be named but you're really not going to lose much by me telling you this story. One of the big issues with the carriers is churn, right? So we start with what's the pain for a business, right? And we want to provide pragmatic mobile marketing that helps them solve a business goal like moving more beer. And in this particular case, the carrier and all all carriers are in this danger zone in the first 30 days where somebody can return their device and can get out of their contract. And there's a lot of money at risk here. So what this... Carrier did is it worked with a with a mobile video personalization company in Seattle actually named Vehicle and created this personalized experience that very quickly works like this. If you sign up, Peggy, for service, the soon as your, your transaction is done, you will get an MMS video message that will say, hi, Peggy, welcome to this Carrier enjoy your iPhone 6S. Your first bill will be prorated and it will be for X amount of dollars. Your subsequent bills will be for Y and will be for X dollars. And you will have a one-time activation fee of $40. And if you have any questions, this is how to get a hold of us. And thank you for joining this carrier. And the reason I tell you this story and the reason why I think this one is really the shining star is that the carrier, not the vendor, not anybody who has a vested interest says that they saved tens of millions of dollars in reduced churn by just providing this mm-hmm. transparency and not having this day, like day 29, where somebody forgot what they signed up for or or mm-hmm. feels this pain. And the other element to it, it's personal. It starts with high Peggy, which, you know, any of these experiences, I fly a lot. When I'll get on a flight and, and a flight attendant will look at the manifest and will say, Mr. Hassan or Jeff, I mean, it costs nothing, but it goes so far, and it's a a memorable experience. So that one, I mean, there are tons of of examples of pragmatic business Mm -hmm. results-oriented campaigns. And to the question, I've never experienced a marketer coming to me or anybody else and saying they wanted to do something, and they really weren't, weren't. all all that caring about the business results and that it could be fluffy. It all and as more dollars are flowing in, as more seasoned marketers are joining the fray, we really have to face the questions of, okay, so what is this doing to accomplish our business goals?
0: I mean to pick up on that, it just seems like when I when I listen to that one example, okay, we won't reach personalization at the level of Alexa or whatever or or, you know the the AI we're we're looking at. That's down the road. But This is a very simple step. This doesn't cost very much. This is an MMS with just using your CRM database to figure out who your customer is and to address them accordingly.
4: Yeah, absolutely. And one of the big um, focus areas in the book as well has to do with customer expectations. And we're seeing that, and a quick example, my mother-in-law is 86 years old, and we've given her uh, our iPhone and our iPad when we had to update to a new version. And she consistently comes up with questions that just amaze me. And, and one of them that I remember, she said, how come I can't play Angry Birds on my iPhone and stop what I'm doing and pick it up on my iPad and have the game resume where I left off? And that's incredible. She's 86 years old, and, and we're seeing all sorts of examples like people leaving a mobile website if it doesn't uh, buffer uh, quickly. And Amazon says over $1 mm-hmm. billion dollars in annual sales can be lost if the if the page load, loads one second too late. So really these consumer expectations, I have an expectation that when I go into Subway and I order a vegetarian sandwich, or I never order meat and I'm there 300 times, I have this expectation now that you're not going to send me a meatball sandwich offer. Now, is that possible? Is that happening today? In some occasions, yes. I still think that we're still doing a lot of one-to-one list marketing, and we're only really scratching the surface, you know, back to what the Gap was saying, where it comes to really understanding what that Gap customer has done before, how often they... They interact, how often they're going to buy, and I point to Alaska Airlines a lot. I fly all the time. They know every dollar that I've spent for the last 16 years since I've lived in Seattle. They know when I buy, the time of day I buy. They
3: know the destinations that I go to. And, And so based on that, are you saying that brands, once they have that data, are supposed to meet our expectations, or are they supposed to surprise us, or a little bit of both? I think both of those and even exceed our expectations.
4: You know, when somebody goes to a mobile website now, they're expecting to see store hours. They're expecting to get a map. They're expecting click to call. They're not expecting to read the bio of the CFO. I mean, that is something that is probably for a job interview and somebody's going to do that when they have more time and they're in front of a computer. Mm -hmm. So really, you know, the idea of meeting these expectations, it's really become table stakes And then, you know, to your point of delighting and and creating these experiences, and we're hearing more about what are called mobile moments, and Forrester talks about it, and there are businesses like Keep in San Francisco that work with major brands on this. This really has to do with how do you create this so-called moment where you're going to reward somebody for accomplishing something or getting to a certain point in a game or a fitness or something like that.
0: I mean, you bring up rewards, and I know you for a long time, Jeff, you know, and you were always, for me, ahead of the curve in understanding loyalty. You were talking about loyalty programs before we were really getting our head around it. You leave on that thought of rewards. How has that thinking progressed? I mean, is it now that that's also table stakes, or is there still a level where marketing is still about awareness and not necessarily about engagement?
4: it really depends. And when I, one of the the interviews that I did is with Sean Lyons, who just went back to RGA and he was at Havas when I talked to him. And the reason why I wanted to talk to him is he had worked on Nike for years and years, I think over 10 years. And he talked about, it's not all about providing an offer or a discount. I mean, it's, you know, and Nike is the expert in providing experiences and bringing something personal. Beyond you know twenty percent off on a uh, on, on running shoes kind of thing, I think that it really has to do with what the business is about and where you are in the funnel if you 're trying to drive awareness of something that 's new or what you 're trying to do is to get somebody to come in more often. I spent, as you know, a ton of time um, in s m s and one great example is a couple of years ago when we had this this polar express where it was just incredibly bad weather, we actually saw campaigns that had people go out to redeem twenty five percent off or a buy one get one for a burger and you might say, you know are oh, people really that desperate. I you don't know, mean to be disparaging, but I think the answer is that people are looking for offers and depending on the business, something like a burger shop, that is the expectation where something like uh, Nike, you might be expecting an amazing app experience uh, that allows you to chart your run that allows you to tie into
3: your music and things like that. Well, that's a perfect place to take a break. Listeners, don't go anywhere. We do have Jeff Hassan on the line with us, and we'll be right back.
2: Mobile Presence will be back after we connect you to our sponsors.
1: Are you paying too much for your paid advertising? Or have you quit altogether because it seemed like a huge waste of money? I'm David Ogletree, president of WME Training. Did you know that companies waste 25% of their PPC spend on average? At WME Training, we can show you how to make your AdWords account a lean, mean, converting machine. Whether you're just starting out or want to take your skills to the next level, we have a class for you. Contact the marketing experts at WMETraining.com.
2: Mobilizing your marketing and engagement efforts. Welcome back to Mobile Presence, only on webmasterradio.fm.
3: And we're back. Welcome back to Mobile Presence. I'm Shahab Zagari with Higher Ground Creative Agency.
0: And I'm Peggy Ann Saltz with Mobile Groove.
3: And again, we have Jeff Hasson, strategist, author, and founder of Mobile Consultancy, Gotta Mobilize.
0: And hey, Jeff, before we uh, get into what we usually do at the end of the show, I remember that you also had every year before and after the Super Bowl quite a rant about how marketers need to be using it and where they fail and where it flies. We're not at the Super Bowl yet, okay? But based on what you saw last year and what you're talking about in your book, what do you expect, or how could marketers be using this amazing event to really put mobile, you know, front center, at least first?
4: It's funny. I, to be frank, I'm I'm discouraged because every <laughs> year I predict that we're going to see advancements, and every year we see a Snickers campaign where, if you're hungry, you, Marsha Brady turns into some mean man, and and while that creative <laughs> is, is while that creative is funny and memorable it does not take into account that people have devices in their hands. So to be real brief, I think the opportunity is to really extend the conversation or to create a conversation off of a $5 million television buy. And the big miss has always been that the, that the, the TV spot airs and there's no way for this conversation to continue. What I've been looking for forever is for somebody to build back to what we talked about earlier a, a database of loyal customers for a, you know, if somebody's going to introduce a new product I want them to capture names and be able to opt people in and when you have so, uh, hundreds of millions of people watching the Super Bowl you have an unbelievable and one time a year opportunity to really take into account that this is 2016 and the the device is already in people's hands and they already are more conditioned to use that device. And if you make it not only creative and you build the brand and you introduce products, but you're able to reach out what I always say to people on the following Tuesday, that really to me is what 2016 marketing is all about as opposed to a TV spot that could have aired in in 1996 versus 2016.
3: Now, to bring us to the part of the show that our listeners always, always wait for, top three tips. So, if you had three things, three tips for a reluctant mobile marketer, what would they be? Well,
4: I I think the first one is, and one of the the gentlemen I interviewed in my book is Hank Waziak, who is a long, long... Yeah, long, long time marketer. And he talked about being reluctant to take risks over the course of his career. And to be as brief as possible, what he said is that with mobile, you have the opportunity to not only be in the pocket of somebody, but also be in, reach their heart and so the tip number one is to take a little bit of measured risk what you don't want to do is to bet it all as as i was told by somebody else if you bet it all and lose you'll end up selling coffee with all due respect to those baristas out there so the first one would be begin to take a risk the second one is to not be selfish so the tip is when you're doing mobile marketing you know we have this big chase for data and as one of the interviewees told me in the book, it was a question of you want to know if what somebody is putting in their coffee in the morning, if it's Blondo or raw sugar or something else. And the, the smart, the successful mobile marketers are those that are not being selfish with the data. What they're doing is they're, they're making it, what we talked about earlier, relevant and contextual and really personal for somebody. The third action that I would recommend is to work daily to make it better. And those who have dabbled in mobile or even are, are in mobile in a pretty big way, the world is changing so fast. We're about to have Mobile World Congress. We're about to have South by Southwest. And there will be advancements. There will be opportunities. There will be new, new apps. There will be new ways to engage with people. But the cautionary tale on that one is, what we don't want to do is fall in love with the, with the shiny object at South by Southwest. We want to go back to that first lesson, which is all about being pragmatic. Start with your business objectives and then say, okay, how can I reach those? And for the rel- reluctant marketer, more and more in 2016 versus 2015 or any time before, that has to do at least over some part of the day with reaching
3: folks through a mobile device. Hmm. That's wonderful. So, Jeff – if our listeners wanted to get more information about you, what you've said today, or Gotta Mobilize itself, how do they get a hold of you? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, my site
4: is mobilize.com. My book is called The Art of Mobile Persuasion, and artofmobilepersuasion.com is all about the book you know, and all about the experts in the book and how to purchase it. And finally, I'm a regular blogger, J E F F H A S E N dot com is a blog. And to Peggy's point, I've already written my Super Bowl preview, and I'm going to be writing a post analysis of uh, what happened or what didn't happen during the Super Bowl. Great.
3: And Peggy, how can we get a hold of you?
0: Well, you can follow me on Twitter at Peggy Ann A N N E. You can email me Peggy at Mobile Groove where you'll also find my portfolio of work, services for small biz and indie developers, and check out my columns, commentary about mobile overall on Forbes, and also elsewhere on the web, VentureBeat and the rest. And I'm going on tour now. I've got my first content marketing workshop in India, of all places, in March. Wow. So I'll yeah. bring I'll bring some stuff back from that. Maybe we'll have some Indian uh, guests as well,
3: Shahab. That'd be awesome cool and then you guys can get a hold of me on twitter at shahab zagari that's z-a-r-g-a-r-i you can check out our portfolio at highergroundcreative.agency thanks again for listening in to mobile presence remember new episodes of mobile presence air Wednesdays at 3pm eastern standard time you can check out earlier episodes by going to webmasterradio.fm and you can find our shows on iTunes Stitcher Zune and iHeartRadio simply by searching mobile presence and finally You can stay connected by downloading the Webmaster Radio mobile app from the iTunes App Store or Google Play. Thanks again for listening to Mobile Presence, your inside track on everything you need to reach and engage your target audience with mobile. And remember, every minute is mobile, so make every minute count. We'll see you next week.
2: The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of webmasterradio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of webmasterradio.fm is prohibited.
1: Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant.